The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey everybody, Steve here. Uh, As we recently announced, we are no longer producing new episodes of the podcast, but we did have content that we had recorded that we had not put into the regular feed for everybody to hear. And we wanted to share that with you, of course. So what you're hearing here is one of those episodes of Down the Rabbit Hole that hadn't gone out into the regular feed and had only previously been available through the premium service. So enjoy and thanks a lot. This episode of Thinking Sideways is not brought to you by animated internet videos about badgers and snakes. Instead, it's brought to you by your local pet shelter. Ladies and gentlemen, there are critters out there who need a new home. They're furry, they're cute, they're puppies, they're kittens, they're bunnies, they're birds, they're whatever little critter it might be. But they need a new home, and if you're looking for a friend, they're going to be there, so go meet your new best friend. And if you can't go to the shelter to bring one home, well, you could always just donate. You can donate time, or you can donate money. These are all very easy, so go down to your local shelter, see what they need, do what you can. It's going to be a good thing. This episode is also not brought to you by Contractual Obligations. Instead, it's brought to you by HBO's show Sharp Objects. When a young girl disappears from rural Wingap, Missouri, reporter Camille Preaker is sent to investigate whether the case is linked to an unsolved murder. From the author of Gone Girl, the producer of Get Out, and the director of Big Little Lies comes HBO's limited series Sharp Objects, based on the novel by Gillian Flynn. 
Amy Adams stars as reporter Camille Preaker, whose proximity to the investigation, her chilly mother, and mysterious half-sister bring her own scars to the surface. Hailed as a spellbinding, addictive immersion into a dark, small-town mystery by IndieWire and the most captivating show of the summer by Time, Sharp Objects also features Patricia Clarkson, Chris Messina, and Eliza Scanlon. See new episodes every Sunday at 9 and catch up on HBO Now. Thinking sideways. Stories of things we simply don't know the answer to. I don't understand. What? Thinking sideways. Welcome to a very special episode of Thinking Sideways, a.k.a. Down the Rabbit Hole with Thinking Sideways. Ooh, what the couldn't figure that out by that awesome theme song. Yeah. Sorry, the, the Rabbit. Stri- I always forget. Yeah. I, you know, da, we, don't da, have, da, da. we don't have the theme song da, da, da. in the uh, studio, so I always forget that there's some side was kind of delineation there. So. Oh, it's always running yeah. in the back of my brain, because so. I, I, you know, I really like that constantly one. constantly running yeah. in your head. It that's, really is. It's, it's, yeah. it's why a, I'm like It's this. a good one. It's uh, one of our special ones, one of the runner-ups in our contest. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about a uh, mystery. Actually, are going to talk about a mystery. <laughs> a really scary mystery. Yeah, it's super creepy. Yeah. This mystery was suggested by somebody named Krista a very long time ago. Oh, thanks, Krista. Basically, we're going to talk about the story of some missing hippies. Yeah. Because everybody loves when the hippies are missing. Yeah. yeah but... We've been happy that they've been missing for decades. I don't know, I like yeah. hippies. <laughs> But just a quick, brief little mention here, if you didn't notice, we marked this episode explicit because we're going to read some journal entries and it has some foul language. And I know a lot of you have been waiting to hear us swear a lot. So congratulations. Yeah. But if you have little ears and you don't want them exposed to that kind of language, just, you know, we're going to start with the story. Oh, that's crazy. Okay. (laughs) On an unnamed date of August 1971, a group of what is always described as hippies decided to set up camp at Stonehenge. Yes, this story involves Stonehenge. Yeah. Wait, wait, can I ask which Stonehenge it is? The, the, the Stonehenge. Is it the big one, or is it the little one from Spinal Tap? Yeah, it's the the big, one that was in danger one. of being crushed by dwarves. Yeah, it's no. the big one. Okay. It's also not the one that we have up here in Washington. Well, that's not yeah. the real thing. It's Stonehenge. It's not even a very good replica, frankly. It's not. It's really no. good. Anyway, sorry. Let's get <laughs> totally off topic already. It's fine. Listen, every story is okay to be diverted towards Spinal Tap for a yeah, moment. I agree. It, I personally think that's fine. Yeah. This was before the monument was protected from the public. It used to be open to the public. You may or may not know. Believe it or not, people could just walk up, camp, yeah. take a crap, do whatever they wanted. Chip off bits of it. It's probably why it's in the state that it is in right <laughs> Yeah, probably, now. yeah. Also, or as Joe always kind of makes joke at or made note of in every single spot he possibly could have in my script, that maybe this was just when the public was not yet protected from Stonehenge. I know. Dangerous place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those big stones could have fallen on anybody at any time. That is an insurance hazard. Well, there's a lot of um, mystical force that's kind of focused in Stonehenge, too. Well, so actually that that plays into our story. The reason that this group of hippies, quote unquote, was going to Stonehenge is because they wanted to have a really big party. And, you know, Stonehenge is kind of, or well, at least was kind of out there. 
but they also Still wanted to. Is. It's not easy to get to. Well, it's in between two highways, so it's pretty easy. But it it was more. I got you out there. They also wanted to absorb the spiritual vibrations that surround this mystical monument. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of that stuff going on there. Yeah, they arrived at about eight p.m. and they pitched their tents and got to partying. Right on. Yeah. Yes. I was just about to say, wait, how do we know all these details? Where does it? Where does this in, this record come from officially? Uh-huh. Just Great. based uh, on what I know is going to come later in the story, uh, I'm asking. Forensic examination of the site. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, actually, there are some journal entries and unsent letters that existed at the site. Oh, okay. So that's how they they know the at majority the, of this. I, yeah, at yes. the site, or they were found very close by. Though yeah. there's no real times mentioned in the letters and journal entries. Okay. But just maybe don't ask that question at all. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll just, I'll just yeah. blindly let's nod just, my head yes, and continue let's on. Just, you know, it, let's get by Ignorance here, is okay? bliss. Well, yeah. it, might, it might be too that they uh, everybody just assumed they were hippies and they were going to party and do drugs and have wanton sex, you know? Okay. Yeah. Well, I just, uh, all I will say is that I'm asking for a certain level of suspension of disbelief for now. Got it. All right. Okay. Belief suspended. Great. So... With that belief suspended, about 8 p.m., the group pitched their tent. I don't believe it because my belief has been suspended. No! (laughs) Disbelief. A suspension of disbelief. Oh, oh, sorry. I got it wrong. Around 1.50 a.m., the partying was still going on. But then at about 2, a sudden flash of lightning rains down and a storm just lets loose. Yeah. Apparently, uh, it it rolls in kind of quick there. Yeah. About 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's out on the near. Well, I mean, Britain's an island, and yeah. storms blow in off the ocean all the time, and oh, they're yeah. usually pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. The group, seemingly relatively undeterred by the storm, decides to take the party to their tents. The storm is reported to have been a pretty strong lightning storm. So there's just lightning striking everywhere. You know, the rocks around them, on the ground, everywhere. It's just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like Thor is just really mad and throwing lots of stuff at them. I've always presumed that was when Thor was drunk and just dropping the hammer because he was so hammered. Yeah. That's, uh, how, that's how that that's happened. That's why they call it hammered, yeah. 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 Well, but, was, uh, yeah. was it a Fantasia one episode or part where one of the gods had like all the lightning and it was just dropping from behind him? It has been so long yeah. since I've seen I that. I think it I, was Fantasia. I do not know. Anyways, but, that's what yeah. I think was happening. Somebody okay. just dropped an armful of lightning. Reports are that eventually the whole area was bathed in a eerie kind of blue light, perhaps from the lightning, perhaps from something mm-hmm. else. This report comes from a police officer who happened to be on patrol at two o'clock in the morning. Suspension of disbelief. Well, no, they did and patrol. It's corroborated by a farmer who was for some reason out at two o'clock in the morning. Harvesting the midnight yeah. mushrooms. Suspension of disbelief. <laughs> Both men said that the light was so blinding that they had to avert their eyes. The blue light was eventually accompanied by, quote-unquote, a blood-curdling scream, or many blood-curdling screams. Both men reacted to this whole thing by thinking, oh, I'll just run towards that blue light we're starting to from. <laughs> I, would, I, I could just make, if I was standing there, I, I, I would say to the cop, well, I ain't going over there. Well, <laughs> I, I, I don't know how, what they, how they were in relation to each other. Were they 100 yards, uh, a couple of miles? Or, yeah. you know. They must have been like either side. a couple of miles. No, and, I mean to each other. Yeah, were they standing next to each other? Not, I have no I have idea. No idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No idea about that. They were but sharing they, a 2 a.m. smoke. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. 
Yeah. They went running towards the tents to see if people needed help. They both arrived, though, like I said, I don't really know how long it took either of them to arrive. If they arrived at the same time, totally different times. Or if they were running in slow motion, you know, you don't know. Yeah, possible. But they both discovered, either together or apart or whatever, that the tents had been totally obliterated and the group was entirely gone. The men investigated and did discover that some journals and notes had been left behind, scattered kind of around the space. Conveniently Mm -hmm. held down by rocks. I guess, or, you know, stuck on rocks or whatever. And though the the tents and all the other belongings had been obliterated, for some reason, these journals (laughs) survived. I heard that the the only thing that was left of the tents were the tent pegs. Smoldering tent pegs. Yeah, yeah, they were were kind of like, you know, burnt. But uh, yeah, there were some tent pegs left. The first journal entry was dated July 10th, 1971. Oh. And basically, it was just talking about how a couple of the men of the group. It, it was one couple of, the, of our missing hippies. It was one of the guys. The male missing hippies. One of them. Um, it was his journal. That would be the MMH, missing male hippie. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, they're all But known. yes. But yeah, kind of, yeah. Anyway, the first journal entry talks about how the guys went out and basically just decided that they thought it'd be fun to go camp at the Big Rock Place in England, which mm-hmm. was Stonehenge. I like it. I like it. They don't even know the name of it. That's how dumb those hippies were. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that Big Rock Place, man. Yeah. Yeah. They decided that they would invite their girlfriends. and the then MFH? And then maybe some of their other friends, uh, but they weren't sure if the law enforcement would be too close. The man, man. Mm -hmm, Basically. The next one was dated July 11th of the same year. They basically just talk about, you know, talking to people about uh, wanting to take this trip. It sounds like they were um, kind of on the American side of the pond here. Yeah, maybe. They talk about crossing the pond. Yeah. That's true. They do. Mm -hmm, They do. They... This one just briefly mentions that one of the girls, whose name is Wilma, said that she didn't really want to go because she had had a dream of a circle of rocks and God's hand striking or something like that. So she didn't really want to go. And I think this is the reason that this is often presented is to kind of set up that Wilma was reportedly maybe a little psychic about this whole thing. Well, Wilma had been drinking a lot since Fred had died, though. Yes. Because they were the Flintstones. Yeah. Apparently, yeah, they they were not trusting her her spiritual or psychic abilities quite so much. Next entry is August 17th, which I believe is the day before the incident happened. I believe the incident happened on August 18th, though it's never actually explicitly dated that it was August 18th but just for the dates of the journal entries and letters and things like that. They are apparently out at somebody's farm doing some In work. England at this In point. In England. And sounds like Wilma's still not really into the idea of going to Stonehenge. And come to think of it, it's possible that the farmer that was out was the guy whose farm they were working on the day before. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was Mr. Jacobson? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess it's possible. I don't really know. I don't really know anything about this. Well, they story. talked about working at Jacobson's farm to pick they up did. some cash. Yeah. yeah, so it's possible that he heard the lightning and knew they were going to be out there and came out at 2 o'clock in the morning, and that's why he was out there. I don't really know. Mm. Anyway, the next journal entry was the final journal entry, and it was on August 18th, 
basically just kind of talking about setting up camp. Although it doesn't, I don't know why if you were partying and all of that stuff, you would really uh, be writing journals, but sure, well, whatever. We've all been camping though. And there's a time when you get your camp set up and your friends are still dinking around to get their set up and you've got time on your hands. Yeah. And so you, you'll sit, I've done, I think we've all done the set and say, well, I'll just read for a couple of minutes or something. But if you are a journaler, you'd sit down and write in your journal. Possible. True. I mean, it only, this passage would have taken about five or 10 minutes to write, even though this ding dong, apparently his hand cramps up after <laughs> so little writing. I know. Yeah. He does yeah. say might as well. Getting bored Julia's, and just writing it. Julia's calling me to help. Might as well. Cause I'm getting to just get it's getting boring just writing. My hand's cramping up. Mm. Well, then there's three letters, and we'll, I guess, go ahead and read these three letters. By the way, I do want to just mention that the, the I mean, we've summarized this, but there's a lot of talk of pot. There's a lot of talk of getting it on, you know, typical hippie vernacular stuff that is in here. So it very, it, it fits, it's very st stereotypical is what I want to say. These yeah. supposed journal entries. Yeah. I will, I'll read the first letter and then you guys can each we read can one of the, it out over the other letters. Paper, rock, scissors yeah. over who wants to be Wilma. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> the first letter is from Julia, who was, you know, the one who was calling the journaler. Mm-hmm. Uh, says, quote, the guys brought pot. Can you believe that? I thought we'd just take a trip down to see the place and have a nice camping trip. But no, they had to go bring that stinky ass grass shit here. Men just don't know the first thing about manners. Now, this chick calls herself a hippie? Yeah. Really? Well, she doesn't. Everybody else calls them a group of hippies. Listen, there's always a group of hippies that has one square yeah. among mm -hmm. them. True, okay. true, true. It always uh, happens. So, sorry, I should have mentioned all three of these letters are dated August 18th. Yeah, same day. Well, they're a, certainly a letter-writing bunch, weren't they? I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It's convenient for our story. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know who these letters were being written to or anything like that, but there you go. Yeah. So the next one was from a guy named Lucas, and you guys can just do Lucas it. Lucas Do you want to be Lucas? Do you want to be Will? I don't care. You, you All right, I'll, I'll be, I'll be uh, yeah, Lucas be then. Fine. Daniel and... Oh, okay. So August 18th, 1971 from Lucas. Daniel and I are smoking it up. It's times like this when us five are together, away from our families in the city, that smoking relaxes you the most and makes you think. Maybe I'll quit my job at the auto shop when I get back. Julia is fuming smoke out of her ears that we brought the stuff, but I don't mind. Almost every time she comes around, she takes a drag. Makes her loose, if you know what I mean. Wilma huddles in front of the tent, growing nervouser by the minute. She keeps swearing that something bad's gonna happen. That we're gonna die or some other dark shit. I wouldn't believe her lately, but she ain't been drinking for a couple of weeks. If she don't brighten up soon, I swear I'll push her out myself. Rough. Yeah, uh, yeah push her out. I wonder what that I don't means. Even, yeah, I don't even know what push her out means. Of, push, of the group, probably? No, or maybe, maybe push her out in front of a train or a truck. Or I think like that. Or yeah. the lightning. group. I think of the group. Okay. I like the train right. idea better. Come on, Wilma. Read I your can part. I Wilma. Wilma's, yeah, Wilma's the psychic one. I'm going to do it in my Wilma voice. Ready? It's raining. I knew there'd be rain. <laughs> okay. <I'll just> <laughs> <laughs> Actually, please continue yeah. to use your Wilma voice. <laughs> There's always rain when the blue glow comes. The blue glow comes for me every night, but only when I'm not drunk. They took my pa straight into the sky like nothing. He told me about them before that. That they don't come after you if you're too drunk to see your own hands. Okay. So that's why she was drinking. 
This past few weeks, I haven't been drinking, and I've been having my future dreams again. But they haven't come for me yet, not since the others started talking about coming to Stonehenge. Sherry's scared of the lightning. Always has been. But that's not what she should be scared about. I think the lightning is close. They hit a tree and the rocks, too. I think the rocks are theirs. The thing's rocks. They're glowing brighter than the lightning. If someone finds this out, tear this godforsaken place down, and the rest, and this is all illegible after that, presumably because of the blinding light or something. So yep. she was writing uh, her last final letter in the middle of the lightning, I, under a lightning I storm. Oh, well, then we should have been, we really missed an opportunity, Devin. Hmm. We could have been in the background going, yeah. <laughs> I said I can get some foil out and make thunder noises. <laughs> You're right. We should have been. You're right. Yeah. Anyway. Poor planning on our part. Sorry. It is. Sorry, everyone. As for this last letter, again, you know, I think it's meant to be, have been composed during the storm. Yeah. But I'm, again, I'm not totally sure. That's an odd thing to do in the middle of a lightning storm. But, yeah, uh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So that's our story? That's our story. Thank God. So, yeah, yeah they, so they all disappeared and they left some letters and journal entries behind, but that's it. No trace. I guess we got some names, um, but other than that, don't yeah. know yeah, who so they, they were, where they're from. That's true. So uh, you guys want to talk about theories about what this could have been? Let's do it. Let's talk about a few theories, sure. Okay, but before we get into theories, let's take a quick break. Now that we're in this wonderful ad break, I think I want to tell you what this story makes me think of. It makes me think of feet, because I think that these people should have beat feet at the first sign of that storm. They're crazy town. You know what else makes me think of feet? Socks, because they go on my feet. And that makes me want to think about Bomba's socks, because they're the most comfortable socks in the history of feet, which is a long time, many feet of feet. After many years of research and development, Bomba's has re-engineered the sock with innovations to make them way more comfortable. They've got super soft cotton, so they keep you warm in the winter and cool in the summer. And what's really awesome is they're a company with a conscious, they donate. They donate one pair of socks for every pair they sell to people in homeless shelters. So they've donated like 7 million pairs or some crazy huge number like that so far. I wear Bombas all the time. I love them. They're they're just, I can wear them to the gym. I can wear them to the house. They're great socks and I really, really like them. They feel good and they look good. If you want to get a pair of Bombas socks of your own, we can help you out with that because as our listener, you can get 20% off your first order. Just go to bombas.com slash sideways and use the promo code sideways. That's bombas, B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash sideways. You know how to spell sideways. And again, enter the promo code sideways, which you just spelled when you entered that URL and get 20% off your first order. Everybody loves feet. And we're back. Let's talk about some hippies. So the first theory would clearly be aliens. This was an huh. alien abduction. I mean, Wilma As in even human harvesting. Wrote, she even wrote in her letter about the things that come down from the sky yeah, and, and people, took her dad. People and, like ascending to the him. sky and stuff. Yeah. I no, I think they just took him. No, I yeah. think they probed him. I mean, maybe, but all we know is they, they just took. They took him. They took, took him. his dignity. They took yeah. him away, but doesn't really matter. Took him straight into the sky like yeah. nothing. And you know they're st- camping at Stonehenge, which is pretty much always referred to as kind of an alien ancient alien technology sure. spot they can see it from the from the from orbit right so it's a landing yeah. dock right? yeah it is kind of yeah. yeah anyway so that would be our first theory 
I think it's a pretty good one. The blue mm-hmm. light. Mm-hmm. But you guys don't like the theory ones. Uh, I like it. No, actually, it, it I do just, like it's it. It's an easy go-to. I mean, it makes, the, it, of all of the stuff that we have, except for one, it makes the most sense. Fair enough. It, it actually does. Because yeah. let's be honest, the Bermuda Triangle is goofy. Well, the Stonehenge Bermuda Triangle? Yeah. Yeah, they just yeah. The one Stonehenge is a circle, not a triangle. <laughs> <laughs> no. The Stonehenge Bermuda Circle, then. Yeah. And the, um, that, I mean, that is the next theory, but we don't really need to yeah. talk about it. I, yeah, I think we know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next one, Joe added, I think. What? Oh, yeah. Spontaneous human combustion. Yeah. Yeah. Or spontaneous tent combustion. Yeah, that too. All con- spontaneous, all their stuff combusting. Uh, Except but, their uh, journals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, those probably got blown away by the wind before they got, you know, you know. Well, that's fortuitous. Incinerated. Yeah. yeah. It is. Uh, so this one is like, you know, I mean, I mean, actually, usually, uh, spontaneous human combustion, which apparently does seem to happen occasionally, mm-hmm. it's, it's not exactly spontaneous. Usually there's a spark of something that lights you on fire, but if you're a certain level of fatness, apparently you'll burn like a candle. Yeah. So it does happen. But I don't yeah. know if these guys were, were, you know, they're all, hippies. They were scrawny and malnourished. They're probably vegan probably, hippies. Probably undernourished. Yeah, yeah. Probably. So probably not good candidates for yeah. spontaneous human combustion. Could have been a murder. Could have been actually a murder. That could have and the been bodies the blood curling screams, and yeah. the bodies were taken away, and the tent set on fire. What they if they were murdered, was... murdered by the cliche that was their existence? <laughs> could yeah. have been. Um, well, you know, there, it could be that there was somebody. There's somebody out there who kind of fancies himself the guardian of Stonehenge and felt that the, these guys were disrespecting the sacred spot. That's true. Men know. in long robes with vol- uh, vol- uh, what's yeah. big hoods on. Yeah, yeah, druid kind. I can't yeah. say that word. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. druid dudes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, and we have one more theory, but before we talk about that theory, do you guys have any other theories? Hi. Uh, well, somebody here wrote that there was the farmer was actually a former Nazi scientist. Oh. Um, uh, who wrote that? I, I don't know who wrote me. that. Oh. Uh, that's... Kind of funny, but uh, yeah. the Nazis did not actually have a death ray. That you know of. So it obviously it's could not have been harvesting it. Stonehenge. It could have been uh, Tesla from the grave. It could have been. Um, Wait, what, the, the car Tesla? No. The the space coupe Tesla? No. Or the scientist Tesla? Scientist Tesla. Yeah. With Nikola. his death ray, remember? We yeah, I, I totally ray. remember his death ray. Yeah, yeah. could have been that. Yeah, no, I, I don't think well, so. No? This is uh, quite a while after World War II. I could imagine a Nazi scientist who you know was working on it back in the Third Reich days and managed to escape or be transported to the West after the war, and which happened to a lot of scientists. And he was just tinkering in his basement with his death ray uh, over the years and eventually had a prototype built and decided, hey, there's some stinky old hippies. Nobody's going to miss them if I vaporize them. So he went out and tested it. Um, so if if I have to summarize that theory right there, yeah, that's utter bullshit. No. <laughs> Agree. No. I would say that's. Uh, I would say it's unsubstantiated. I wouldn't call it bullshit. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah so, it's perfectly plausible. Yeah. The last theory is actually. The truth, and I'm sorry, everyone. Oh, no. We're going to solve the mystery? We are going to solve the mystery. It's actually that this is an urban legend, and the the basis of which is based on a TV show yeah. called Quatermass. Quatermass. 1979. Yeah. Yeah, a professor, a British professor named Quatermass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 
This was like a lead in to one of the Yeah, it was an alien early... abduction people being harvested think... TV show thing. Yeah, I think at this particular point in time, my understanding I never saw the show, but my understanding is that at this time that instead it's set in the near future and all the hippies are, have joined this cult and they call themselves planet people and they gather at prehistoric sites hoping hoping to be essentially abducted by aliens and transported to another better planet than our own. Mm-hmm. And so that's they what are happened. being abducted, and so in the for in, food, it, yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, spoilers. Come yeah. on, man. I know. But, 1979. Uh, I think it's okay. 30 years later. Yeah, yeah. it's not it's too fun. soon. Yeah. yeah. No, we've seen the Twilight 40, Zone oh, app and all that stuff. Um, but, yeah, thanks, but yeah, sorry, but, sorry everyone to burst yeah, your bubble. But I yeah, know everybody that, likes this story, but... but this was totally from the first episode of that series. What was, was, was when this happened? So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, it's a fun little story, and it, it is it, fun. It is, it, it, it is reverberating around the internet. It's it's certainly cut and pasted in a lot of places. And it's all copy pasted. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. I believe deeply. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I except for the the journal entries, I rarely found it anywhere that it was told in anything but the same four paragraphs. Yeah. I yeah, no, I think that, that actually the Devin Harris has actually performed a valuable service for you all and and, <laughs> so, and gathered together every bit of information there is about this particular story. <laughs> Generally when you see it, you don't see like you don't see quotations from the letters in the journal entries, True. for example. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean maybe I'll post it on our Reddit or something like that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah put it out there. Well, if you want to fame, but yeah, yeah, um, I guess that's it. Sorry guys. Thank you. Um, Don't don't be sorry. You solved the mystery. So good detective work. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. You know, as you know, probably this is Stitcher premium content. And so we just want to thank you guys for subscribing to us on Stitcher premium. It really, really supports the show. Yeah. It's awesome. Thanks. We uh, really appreciate it. Yeah, so I guess with all that having been said, we will see you next time on Down the Rabbit Hole next month. And we'll probably before then because we got our other regular. Well, you'll episodes see us too. regular, but wait, this yeah. is special. Wait, wait, guys! Before we end, we, we're we're kind of missing an opportunity here. Mm-hmm. We've we've given the advisory. So, is there any foul language that you quickly want to air? Heck, <laughs> poop, <laughs> darn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't. I'm sorry, I can't uh, have anything good anymore. Fudge. Oh shit! <laughs> uh, fudge God you. damn it! All yeah. right. Okay. We'll see All you right. next, next time, guys. Bye. Bye, everybody.